I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, February 9th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, it was a huge milestone last night. So 38,390 total points is the amount that LeBron James has scored in his NBA career so far. Now, that's the most of any player in history. He broke the record on Tuesday, surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who had held the record for, believe it or not, over 38 years pretty incredible, Jay. Is he the greatest of all time? That's a good question. I don't want to get played on this. I don't think he is. I like him a lot. He's an incredible athlete. I just don't know if he's the greatest of all time. So who do you think? Is it MJ for you? It has to be, don't you think? I don't think there would be MJ without LeBron James. So I don't know. What do you think? I like basketball. I don't like basketball as much as other people do. And so I don't claim to have any expertise in this. But I did read something, a pretty compelling case, where it's just as he breaks these records, you just run out of reasons as to why he's not the best. Like it's like the total point scoring, the fact that he's playing at his age and still at the highest level in the sport. He's got plenty more juice in the tank too. And so anyways, I guess you'll have to evaluate at the end of his career, but it's getting pretty darn close. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, if he is, we've lived during a pretty prolific period of time for a lot of sports. We can talk about hockey some other time. Are we witnessing the greatest of all time in real time right now? That's a debate we can talk about too, but huge milestone. And I'm a big Kareem fan. Even as a Celtics fan, I'm a Kareem fan. So pretty incredible to watch. Can I ask you one more question about that? Sure, yeah. Did you see the picture where LeBron James is taking the shot. Phil Knight from Nike is in the front row. Everybody else has a phone on it. He's just sitting there looking very satisfied. You know, the nice thing about being a billionaire is you don't have to take a picture because you can just see it twice (laughs) because you'll just keep on living these crazy experiences. It was pretty incredible. Brett, aside from deciding whether LeBron James is the best or not, what do we have for Peak Pals today? By the way, I'm not going to take credit for that. I think that's a childish Gambino quote. For our first story, Google versus Microsoft. For our second story, hydrogen could be the future of energy. And for our last story, great Uber earnings or Uber, Uber earnings, I guess. We'll get to that in a sec. Brett, for our first story, Leafs versus Habs, Pepsi versus Coke, dudes who wear shorts year-round versus Canadian winters. Then there's Google versus Microsoft, and a new front has opened in their ongoing war. What's the latest in this rivalry? So one day after Microsoft officially announced it's bringing the tech behind AI chatbot ChatGPT to Bing, Google unveiled a raft of new and expanded AI-powered search features and said that Bard, its ChatGPT competitor, will be launching in the coming weeks. That name. Google already uses AI in lots and lots of stuff from autocomplete in Gmail to data collection for maps. But now it's highlighting AI more than ever, trumpeting its use in new tools like nifty immersive view for maps and the expanded multi-search feature. And this is all happening because Google holds about 90% market share for search, but it's clearly taking Microsoft's partnership with ChatGPT maker OpenAI pretty seriously. Bing, which has been the butt of jokes by everyone from politicians to talk show hosts and maybe even ourselves, Jay, may now be a real threat. But Microsoft isn't the only concern as youths increasingly use TikTok and Instagram to search for things, preferring suggestions from other AI-powered algorithms. And here's why this all matters. Remember when Google said it didn't want to jump into the AI fray so quickly, setting quote-unquote reputational risk? Well, that was actually before Microsoft sparked an AI arms race. The people have spoken and they want chatbots. And so that's exactly what we're going to give them, or at least that's what Google chief says. Yes, but maybe Google should have heeded its own words. Alphabet shares fell 8.24% yesterday after Bard underwhelmed investors and spat out incorrect information in a promo video. 
For our second story, Canada's ready to add some more green to its energy mix. We've got wind, we've got hydro, we've got sun. What else is there to add, Jay? Well, Brett, a $6 billion project to build North America's first green hydrogen facility has been approved by environmental regulators. Nova Scotia-based Everwind Fuels now has the green light to start converting a former oil warehouse and marine terminal into a production hub for clean energy. And Jay, this matters because with the last regulatory hurdle cleared for this project, Canada's about to start making one of the most in-demand fuels of the world's green energy transition, putting more gas in the tank of the country's enormous energy sector. Hydrogen fuel is made by separating hydrogen and oxygen atoms using electrolysis, which itself requires energy. Traditionally, that energy has come from fossil fuels, but Everwind will use renewables, wind and solar power, to produce its green hydrogen. Now, energy products like oil and gas make up almost 10% of Canada's GDP. In fact, Everwind already has a customer, Germany. The country signed a five-year energy agreement with Canada last summer to help meet its decarbonization goals, and its domestic utilities companies are going to start getting barrels of Everwind's fuel in 2025. Guten Tag. The bilateral hydrogen deal proclaimed Canada's ambition to become a major producer and exporter of hydrogen, as well as related clean technologies. For our third and final story, while most of the tech industry saw quarterly earnings reports that range from disappointing to, ah, Uber is looking at its latest numbers with a big, toothy grin. Yeah, here's what's happening, Jay. So Uber had its strongest quarter ever, according to CEO Dara Khosrowshahi, beating analysts' expectations after reporting growth in revenue, adjusted earnings, and gross bookings. Despite an economic climate full of frugal consumers, demand for rides remained strong as more people left the house, while growth for Uber Eats cooled only slightly. In fact, Uber might actually benefit from this uncertain environment. As car ownership grows more expensive, ride-hailing has become more attractive. Uber has addressed a driver shortage that plagued the company early last year, now boasting a record number of drivers thanks in part to more people taking up side hustles to make a little extra scratch. We knew that extra scratch just to buy lettuce. And to attract cost-conscious carless Canucks, try saying that 10 times fast, Brett, Uber relaunched its cheaper ride-sharing option in some cities after a pandemic pause. And here's the bottom line. Uber's sunny forecast is in stark contrast to the cloudy skies over the rest of big tech. That's because while other tech companies saw crazy pandemic growth as people bought mountains of consumer electronics and spent all their time online, Uber suffered. It was forced to lay off thousands while other firms overhired. Now, the tables have turned. While everyone and their uncle hemorrhages staff to keep their heads above water, Uber doesn't need to follow suit and is a good position to focus on its main goal, profitability. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second one, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a good day, Peak Pals.